Hello and welcome to the Leeds United USA podcast, episode three, an audio journey following two new US-based Leeds fans and one jaded old English one. Follow us on Twitter at LUSA podcast for terrible memes and thousands of retweets of other US-based Leeds United fans. Nick. Hey, Ian. So, episode three, Kyle has already left. So mm-hmm. he's in Vietnam? But a more than adequate replacement. Probably some might say better. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing just me and you. It would be a lot of silence. Like like right now, we already have a small moment of silence mm-hmm. in between. It, it wouldn't have no, been no. Good. We, we would have been ten minutes and in. Don't want to toot our horn, but our seventy-seven listeners, which is like seventy-five more than I thought we were going to get. I thought I was going to, have to tell my mom and dad about this. Right. Same. So I'm and happy with seventy-seven. Anyway. Hi, Phil. Hey, Ian. Okay, so Phil, not a Leeds fan, relatively <laughs> new Premier League fan, soccer fan. How long? Probably within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Man City fan. Is that, uh, again, since I'm the resident idiot, are we allowed to have a podcast with, is that is there a rivalry there? We're going to do, I'll get into the schedule today. We're going to cover a lot of the World Cup. There's no Leeds game for over a month. Leeds' next game, interestingly, is against... Man City. Oh, so we're going to get insider information. So maybe we should give this podcast over to, to, to Jesse Your new Marsh. best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he can take some insights from us. I like it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to cover news, talk about the two games. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Cup. And Nick has an exciting new segment. I say... S- Listening to myself yeah, yeah. is Do painful. You, if you take it again from the top, you can just edit that out. Just say we have. I mean, I'll probably keep segment. it in, but <laughs> yeah. we could. Nick has an exciting new sec. Yeah, that yeah. it's S's. <laughs> <laughs> Develops a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen to S's. I <laughs> do it one more time, okay. and then the headphones come off. Okay. Nick has an exciting new segment, which is unnamed, but is exciting. It, you it, promise exciting. I, I promise. Uh, mild excitement. I, I think we can probably name this later. Mm-hmm. And, and is it just, just you dropping random facts that you've learned about soccer? That would be good. Be, for the most part, yes. But, because but about Leeds, Leeds specific. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think Nick knows would be a good name. Ooh, Nick now knows. knows. Oh, Nick now knows. Nick now knows. Formerly like didn't. <laughs> and some sort of picture of your nose. Yes. <laughs> the icon. It's, it's a very dull feature on my face I feel like so we'll brainstorm okay transition here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll do the Mm -hmm. (laughs) two games Mm -hmm. in the last week and we now have a break for Leeds for a month for the World Cup we played Wolves Nick do you remember what competition we played Wolves in was it the FA Cup Close. Oh, it was the other one. It was the other oh. one. Phil, I'm going to let you steal. Uh, I know the new name for it, I think. The Carabao Cup. Oh, yes. It's the, the EFL Cup. Yes. The League Cup, sometimes called. And we're out. So that's it? That was it. We it, lost the Wolves. Just, wait, there's not a round robin type thing? It's just straight We're dead. Out. Go on. FA Cup's got round robin though, right? Nope. We're out. Nope, and when nope. the FA Cup comes around, we'll also be out of that. But there's not a round robin in that either? No. We're toast. The English don't really like to give people second chances. Ooh, I like that. Controversial comment. Can you compare it to a moment in history where the English have not given a second chance? (laughs) Uh, 
no, I can't, can't. The conquering of this very great nation. <laughs> we have no choice. I wasn't going to mention it. But Definitely. at least we threw you a tea party as a breakup. Mm-hmm. There you go. I could go for a tea. Um, we lost to Wolves, 1-0. I didn't press you to watch the game, Nick, because it was an EFL Cup game. Yeah, I forgot about it completely. We uh, put out, we it's hard our, to find. We had our own soccer game to worry about. Yeah, it's on like ESPN 7 or something. The Ocho. The Ocho. We put out a lot of kids. Did Man City put out kids? They put out the youth team in the EFL Cup? Yeah, they don't generally play their top stars mm. very long if they do. I mean, if... Leeds Usually a backup keeper. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm assuming though, like maybe their their young kids are probably a similar skill level to the current remarkably accurate statement. team for the league. <laughs> yes, yes. Man- Manchester City often sell their youth players. I would for quite also a lot of money. like to point out I did just call them the Leeds. I mean, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that yeah. already. Like, <laughs> sort, of, sort of faux pas we're going to go through. And when we get above 77 listeners, maybe someone will angrily tweet at you. Yes. Calling you some sort of name. Leads. Yeah, yeah. They, they have more than one lead. Which it, it's a great intro to to our first, the second game, which I did watch. Correct. They yeah, had so we won't, we, won't, we won't dell on mm. Leeds versus Wolves. We lost. We played a number of the kids who looked good. Your favorite new player. Do you remember his name? Uh, Willie Nanto. Not Willie no. Nanto, but he 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 didn't play. Somerville? Sonny Perkins. Sonny Perkins started the game, played the first half, looked pretty good. Yeah, did he? Yeah, That's we exciting. like him. We like Sonny Perkins. Sonny. Mateo Joseph played, looked pretty good as well. Leo Helger. It was a good game. Our youth players played. We lost. So yeah, we move on from Wolves. We did predict, and we're going to do more official predictions today. Uh, you predicted four two. It was one zero to Wolves, by the way. So I was close. I mean, yeah. Like you predicted the high scoring game with win. Kyle did predict a loss, so he was technically correct yes. in the loss aspect. I predicted a Matteo Joseph brace two goals. He didn't do that because we didn't score a goal. So it's tough to score when your team doesn't score. Yes. The much more important game, right, Saturday, one. 10 a.m. I actually watched this one. Nick's seen this one. Yes. Kyle watched it from Vietnam, was texting me his feelings as it was happening. Phil, you've seen it as well. Or yeah. at least the highlights. I, I watched the last probably 30 minutes live. I mean, electric from a neutral's point of view, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. It, is, it, it was a lot of up and down excitement. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. you know, I was celebrating and then I was just like immediately like right. crushed right. and then back to celebrating. And then... I, had a, I did have a stat earlier about how long Leeds have led for in their games. Um, I think I've lost it. but it, Oh, no, I've got it. I've got it. So since the Chelsea game, which was a game earlier in the season. This is how long we've held onto a lead for every time. So basically, as soon as we've gone ahead, this is how long we've been ahead for. 14 minutes, 6 minutes, 10 minutes, 3 minutes, 4 minutes, 6 minutes, 15 minutes. Is that between goal? What, 8 what is minutes this? and 4 minutes. So when we've gone ahead in games, that's how long we've been ahead for. And that includes, obviously, the Liverpool and Bournemouth games that we won because we only won those in the last five minutes. So, <laughs> so you're saying that Leeds doesn't often have the lead? We often play from behind. Very good. I like what you did there, Phil. So, yes, Leeds doesn't lead. I did find it funny, though, that after losing two Wolves, they wore Wolves colors as their alternate You did jerseys. point that out, yeah. The third ch- choice kit, the black shirts, orange shorts, I quite like them. I really liked them. Don't yeah, just like them. Yeah, yeah, um, um, they're unsuccessful. Just yeah, I mean, just imagine my confusion though, because when I turned on the game to Correct. watch it, you know, it, it talks about Tottenham mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. the whites, and mm-hmm. then there's a team wearing white and a team not wearing white, and I was confused why I had to root for the team. Correct. Yes, the whites, I can see your white. confusion, and yes, and yes um, maybe if we had been rooting for the team in white, 
He's been happier. Which, is yeah. defending important? Question for the room. Uh, I would say it's an optional... It appears to be optional at the moment. I feel like in any sport, though, if you don't defend, you suck. But also for a team known for counterattacking, mm -hmm. you do need to defend in order to get the ball back to counterattack. So I wanna, yeah. I was going to make some an analysis that I, I've watched. Yes. The, for a team that doesn't play defense, mm -hmm. I would assume they play a lot of offense. And for some reason, it doesn't feel like they play a lot of offense so either. You've come to an interesting conclusion that a lot of people on Twitter have also drawn this week in my reading. We don't tend to play either. Yes, which I don't understand. <laughs> which is which is going to be a problem, I feel like, uh, in the long run. We're amazingly 15th in the league, 14th in the league, but we don't appear to have... I mean, in the recent games, we've scored goals, but I know what you're saying. Like, for example, the Bournemouth game where we scored four goals, we had four shots. Right. And, and like, on target. And, and the goals that you were scored uh, against Tottenham, it seemed like they were, like you mentioned, counter... counter mm -hmm. uh, Precisely. Move. So we have neither an offense or a defense, which yes. I think in a sporting team is an issue. You need one or the other, I feel you like. You probably need to commit to one or the other. Yes. Even though the season has a break now and we're not in the relegation zone... I can see, and there were a lot of angry people on Twitter this week, there are definitely red flags. If Leeds was a hinged date, there's a lot of red flags. I don't know if you'd be going on another date with them. You, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a tale of two halves in the, it is. In the Tottenham game, because the first half looked great. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you can almost argue, though, I mean, watching that game, you can even argue like it's a tale of two halves in the second half, because mm -hmm. Leeds was up, mm -hmm. or, they were tied, and then up, yep. like in the 70, what, yeah, out of nowhere, Rodrigo with another world-class goal that we'll Beautiful. get onto him in a minute. Yeah, yeah. there's some fascinating things. And in the last 15 minutes, we don't. We what we actually did. I, you probably missed it. We brought on a defender, so we went three-two up. And what seems like a sensible managerial decision then is to take off an attacker and bring on a defender. Mm -hmm. We took off a central midfielder and brought on a defender. A lot of people have criticised because you'll the... notice on the last goal or the third goal for Spurs, there was nobody marking the player on the edge of the box which is where traditionally your central midfielder would might be stand right which is another thing i've noticed which i think kyle pointed out in the last episode which is there's that back door switch always is always open yeah and it almost seems like there was an yeah that like you know we said like that ua under a uh mm -hmm. transitioning of where you everyone just kind of runs to the ball and no one really marks the player so like and on that third goal i think it was the third goal right he dribbles it down the line puts it to the top of the box and everyone's just kind of like there was, standing there was an alarming uh, picture doing the rounds on Twitter as well this week which just showed one of their players just stood in about 75 yards of space on the right hand side Yeah. Um, which it's not the fault of the tactics or the players people seem to be a bit split on, who's, not, on whose I'm call gonna, that is I, yeah I'm not going to pretend that I know whether or not the players have been told to be narrow and therefore ignore the person in... Well, you're playing you know, four in the back, right? Correct. Presumably in, a, in my... Which, an American no, style... No, no, simplify it, because yeah, I think yeah, it needs yeah. simplify in the, in the American style four in the back, right? This is an American coach, so I feel like this should be brought up. You're playing more spread out. You're supposed to come... Like, when you play three in the back, that's when you're more pinched in. Correct. Which is like, they're almost playing a three in the back style for right. four players. And it doesn't help that our left back isn't He's learned to play left back in the last three months because our our one the one we employ, Junior Furpo. Oh, Furpo's left back. He's our only left back in the squad. I don't know if like by is. trade, okay. and he is possibly the worst footballer to ever grace the earth. <laughs> so, so what's happened is Furpo is so bad that we've we've asked Stroik, who is traditionally a centre back, to learn a new position. 
because we decided not to buy one. Was it Stroike? Yeah, Pascal Stroike. Was he a starting center back? He probably would be, yes, if he wasn't playing left so, back. So who is now like? So you've shifted around. So right. Who filled that gap in the center? So Robin Cock was in and out of the team last year. Liam Cooper, our captain, is another player who's in and out of the team. One of them wouldn't be playing, probably. Gotcha. Um, so that's a fundamental flaw, not having a left back or having one called Junior Furpo. Right. Uh, I mean, do you just go three in the back? You should probably try something. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's go back to if you were the owner, right? Yeah. If you were the owner segment, mm-hmm. what, what would you tell Jesse Marsh? In well, this? I mean, Jesse Marsh has to, has to do it himself. He has to try something, I feel like. Like like you say, the three centre-backs, let Furpo play, but he has to play like a wing-back role where there's less responsibility. <laughs> Which is <isn't>, <laughs> not something you want to hear. I mean, he's... Uh, yeah. But then in the last game, they played a, a 4-2-3-1, so the two are presumably defensive so when they brought out the center right. mid what did they go to formation wise what was the because they, they started as a four so it's kind of a four two three one but it's the three is very narrow we, we've been playing without wingers which is another problem because your two wingers aren't supporting the left and right back and which would be great or fine if they were really talented footballers so they just play so pinched in very pinched very narrow it's it's i think people say it we'll talk of it as a four two 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 <laughs> Okay, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds it's a very rare sounds bad. Right? It sounds like it's not going to work, and it it appears to not be working, but also working sometimes. Very confusing team. Yes, the, the straight up the middle formation. Yeah, the the penis formation. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it it's an erect is, yeah. penis. I can't. It, it was, the last I, three games have been it, remarkable, and it, it almost seems like okay. And and I I made a note. I, I took in this. I'm excited. I, I don't rarely take notes. No, we've not done any notes prior to this episode. I mean, Nick, there are seventy-seven listeners. I've, so really so I've stepped it up here. because I was like, oh, yeah. wait, we need we need we need some formatting. We need some we need some notes here. Correct. And yeah. So I'm equating them to like the Denver Broncos of 2012. You have to refresh big, me. Big callback. Yeah, yeah, you have to refresh you don't, me. You don't, on the... you don't remember who was quarterback? <laughs> it was just the Peyton Manning is? No, no, no. Okay, hang on. I can, I can get it. Come uh, on. They were unorganized. And it they got not Tebow. It was Tebow. Okay, it was, it was the Tebow Broncos, is where you're at. The Tim Tebow Denver Broncos. Okay. It was scrappy. It was ugly. But they won games. Yes. It seems like from the very small. Were they coached by Josh McDaniels? Uh, I can't remember if that was them or if it was uh, John Fox. One of John Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, we don't need to discuss no, we the Denver don't. Broncos. I'm sure the Leeds. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, group. yeah, this is why you're here to provide these. To provide the American comparison. Right. This is very much the Amer- the American equivalent. I would say is the Denver Broncos 2012. <sighs> I they, like the specifics. They, there is there is Tim Tebow at quarterback, and it was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It's bad. But it got wins. And <laughs> I mean that's a debate, isn't it? For I mean, Phil, if you could if you could have the choice between a team that played ugly and won, or a team that played really attractive and sometimes maybe won, or also there was a risk involved, what would you go for? I mean, I'd always go for the wins. You but just take the wins, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I feel Antonio like that's a very the Broncos did not. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a very American thing, though. In in competitions outside mm-hmm. of the U.S., is to be the the scrappy, work hard. It doesn't look pretty. But you're just trying to win. Which, I, but I also feel like that's also kind of American soccer, <laughs> summarized, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I, I watched MLS growing up. No, I mean, not a lot. No, but, but it more was, than me, I'm was, sure. It was yeah. on. Yeah, like six more games probably than what you watched. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and like it was always in the comparison between what you saw in a in a, a Premier League game, which is it's beautiful, not... pass the ball around, right. working around, possession, space. yeah, yeah, build the uh, build the attack. 
and then this is I feel like the MLS I grew up watching, which is like it's just it's kind of the rec soccer we play, which is like yeah. we have some strong players up top. Yeah. So it's like I'm playing in the back. I'm just gonna sometimes bypass that midfield. Right. Play it over skip the top. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah, not yeah. a lot of build up, it's just attack via yeah. through balls. I, and... I I watch leads and I, I find it really hard to understand the tactics. Like like I don't know what they're trying to do, which right. is which is and I can't fault we beat Liverpool. We beat Bournemouth. We or admittedly we shouldn't have conceded three goals. And we gave Spurs, who were third in the league, yeah. a really good game. Mm-hmm. So, like, objectively, they're not bad results if you just take the last three. It, but I don't know what I've watched. If you if you watch <laughs> the game, because like I said, I'm watching the game now, and I'm going, oh, this doesn't look pretty. No. But it does seem to kind of work. I mean, you t- if someone had offered you six points from those three games before they were played, Liverpool, Spurs, and what you'd have bit in the handoff because right. we had lost I think five or six in a row before right. that so you take the points but like what I, I, were those points you expected to get? I think I think we'd have taken three in all honesty we'd have taken a loss at Liverpool I mean I'm not speaking for everyone personally I, if you just said take three out of those three games I'd have said yes so six is delightful Yeah. and then to be ahead against Spurs with ten minutes to go so what a capitulation I'm getting a little off topic here we can come back to where we were I, I like off topic but like, but like I think we talk about like you know losses and 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 taking maybe unexpected losses or is I know he's tenth to or twelfth to fifteenth is where they wanted to be right the target is was twelfth like, to fourteenth yeah, yeah like, but like versus who you're playing now I think you mentioned the schedule you're going to go through later mm-hmm. are we ahead of schedule in terms of wins or are we behind schedule? no I mean I, I've looked at a few things today we're currently um, in fifteenth but we have a game in hand on all three teams ahead of us so okay. if we win theoretically if we win that extra game we are you know up to 12th it, it, like I said you take it out of context of what everyone watches and you think not bad that's okay <laughs> <laughs> what's the problem but uh, what happens for the players who are not playing in the World Cup they're just going to go to training they've got some scrimmages to play just business as usual and hopefully they learn they learn how to you know mark players and kick the ball <laughs> out and, and those so does things. there's uh, also a transfer window we, though, we so. discussed so and I was going to highlight that because you said you know Southampton and I forget who the other team was they're going to put money into it in January because right. the, the window opens up in January again correct, correct. so we, right. we, we come back in a month we play Man City we might play one more game so and then we have the American sports obviously there's a GM mm-hmm. is there a GM for there, there is some so there's a man called Victor Orta but he essentially is the the, the transfer guru, the, okay. the guy who's in charge of the ins and outs. So he'll get the player personnel. There's a, yeah, and there's very... Correct. Furpo didn't play, right? No, Furpo is rooted did, to the bench. Uh, the other person who I've been trying to watch, uh, Bamford? Bamford is also injured again. So he didn't. He didn't. It's now been a full calendar year since he scored a goal, which for a striker is... I will say, I feel like you've got some good ones in here now, though. Okay, moving on. I haven't got a name for this segment, but Nick... I know you like numbers, so I've got some numbers for you. And this is the highest rate of attacking input across all of Europe's top five leagues. Okay. So that's England, Italy, Spain, France, and Portugal, I believe. And this is attacking output, so assists and goals added together. First of all, Phil, who do you think is top of this attacking output? What individual player in Europe do you think is top of this attacking output? I mean, right now? Yes. It's got to be Haaland. It's Erling Haaland, who has a ludicrously high... Manchester City striker. He's paid half a million a week, wherever he is. We don't expect to be there. Right. But Leeds have someone in the top 10. 11th, I should actually should say. Should I guess? 
right behind Lionel Messi. And it's... Is it Somerville? It's Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Uh, yeah. Oh! Maybe ooh, the most undivided... Can we... Okay, can we go back... This has triggered a thought for me. From from the from the game, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about celebrations. We talked yeah. about Jesse Marsh's heated up and then the fist pump, right? Correct. Right. Can we discuss Rodrigo's... Uh, Whatever the f*** he did after... Run around like a five-year-old? Correct. That seems to be... <laughs> yeah, that, that's the last thing Is we'll touch a, upon on the Spurs game. When Rodrigo scores... He, it looks like it's the first time he's ever scored. Is that is that his is that his go-to for all the time? I, he just looks like a lunatic, doesn't he? Like he's he's very excited, which is great. I, I want that celebration in FIFA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what yeah, it is. It's kind that. of a run. His legs sort of spray out like he's so like happy. just learned how to run. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, looking at the highest rate of attacking input output. Individual players. Erling Haaland at the top. Neymar second. You'll have heard a lot of these players. Mbappe's fourth. Darwin Nunez, unbelievably, is, is sitting there in seventh position. And little old Rodrigo is sat there just behind Pablo Dybala, Pablo Dybala and Lionel Messi in 11th for the entirety of Europe. That is phenomenal output. That, yeah, check the numbers. Phil Foden's also in here, Phil, as well, just behind, which is... Although, is this is this kind of like what we've been talking about with Leeds, is like the, the common theme where, like, he, he's statistically there. Like, like Leeds is getting the, wins and points, but... The eye test. It doesn't pass the eye test. So only Erling Haaland has more goals per minute than Rodrigo in the Premier League this season. <laughs> I, I feel like for Rodrigo, though, it's also very inconsistent. Like, he'll go a few games without really contributing at all, Correct. and then he'll just show up and have... I mean, even in, assist, like. in, the, in the Spurs game, before he scored that third goal, which was a great goal, down the left, left foot, top Perfect. Cor- uh, bottom corner, fantastic finish. For about 10 minutes before that, he was walking around borderline motionless. And I'm sort of screaming at my TV, like, sub him off, like, get someone else. He's clearly tired. Yeah. And then he does that. Yeah. I, I, you can't argue with stats. Just a short little shoulder break. Highest rate of scoring in the, in the European five leagues now. So this is taking assists out of the... Out of the equation. Out of the equation. Haaland, again, is obviously top. Lewandowski, second. Um, Mbappe, fifth. Sixth in the entirety of Europe. I don't think we need a new striker. I'm shocked. I'm speechless. He's right there. He's yeah. banging goals in. You can't... So I think I think you have the strikers. I think I really think you do. I think you have... If I had to ask you, Nick, what do you think our most glaring need is in the transfer window? Like, what do we need to buy? What you position? need to figure out something defensively. Someone... Defense. And maybe if it's not, if it's not Jesse's fault then maybe there's someone who can kind of lead some sort of leadership it seems like they're just kind of all running around yeah it's it seems unorganized it's almost as if they're uncoached in defense R- right <laughs> so, so you need a left back we desperately need a left back i think that's that's number one and I, and personally i think we need a new center back but the theory would be if you buy a left back you, you can, can move strike back into the back middle. to center and that's and, and that kind of solves two problems but we you're right Someone needs to also tell them what to do. Right. They don't, it just seems like they need some sort of organization, maybe. Organization might be key. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What do Man City do? Can we do that? They, they just possess the ball. Yeah, we can't do that. I mean, there, it, there is no possession. It, it's a there boring is. game to watch when they're just possessing the ball for 15 minutes straight, just I, passing it around. Just passing but it's a I would say, like, yeah. like, and this is kind of, again, my, my American uh, view. Hit me. Right. I, I, it just seems like it's just every ball is like a through ball or like a, you got to play it over the top or like a. It, it's, it's, it's very little ping it around. And it's chaos. And, right. it's, and it's, I think the nickname of it when he was at New York was Chaos Ball because it's built upon the other team having the ball. You pressing them really high, mm-hmm. getting the ball back in that high position, and then quickly trying to. I feel like it's usually a, like a strategy we take when we're the lesser talented team. Correct, which is why it works against better teams, and why the Man City game. I'm not as scared of the Man City game 
as I was previously because we seem to have played well against Liverpool, against Arsenal, against better teams. And, and I will say Spurs. one of Man City's glaring weaknesses is the counterattack. So they'll possess the ball for 15 minutes, I mean, I'm, give it up, and have one or two defenders. Like That's how they lost their last game was multiple times there was one or two defenders on a counterattack. I'm hearing seven, six leads. I will take this into consideration when making my prediction. Right, you have three weeks to dwell on that because uh, we've got a, a while. Okay, we can, we can move on, but so we didn't win any games in the last week since we last recorded. We lost two. So One doesn't really matter. Moving on. The World Cup starts. We all know this. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, World Cup in Qatar, no matter what you think of Qatar, it's happening. It starts Sunday. First game. Anyone know? Uh, yeah, Qatar, Ecuador. That was that was quick. That was very quick and very impressive. Is that right? Qatar, Ecuador, Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, and the USA kick their campaign off Monday at 2 p.m. against... Wales. Nick is, Nick's I am on fucking this is, this fire. Very <laughs> impressive stuff. Yeah, so uh, I guess... You know, for the next month, no Leeds games. We're going to sort of focus on a lot on the World Cup. There'll be a lot of games. We're going to do our predictions based on World Cup games. Okay. What else are we going to predict? Should we have a little small, small little, little tournament? I think we should. Yeah. Little World Cup, little, little EFL Cup yeah. of our predictions league. Mm. But for the World Cup, it can be Nick against Ian against Team Kyle. Ooh, like a celebrity. Cele- yeah, well, yeah, because Kyle doesn't exist I like right that. now. Okay. He left us after only two episodes. Um, so, yeah. Qatar, Ecuador, Sunday, 11 a.m. I don't know anything about either of those soccer teams. Nope. Uh, Qatar, uh, oh wait, maybe you told me this. I don't know. I mean, so they, I doubt it. They've recently, uh, they've been bringing it. Oh, no, I know where I got this source from. Mm-hmm. Uh, an unknown source. Uh, Qatar has been decent because they have brought in players from other countries, basically, and given them, like, the citizenship. Interesting like. tactic. They, and Interesting. so they, they, uh, uh, I, I checked their last five uh i'm looking at them now yeah all w's i think there's i think i mean so they, they, their last five fixtures qatar chile 2-2 that's a good result yeah, chile yeah. are a good team they lost to canada canada are a that very good loss. team yep. so that's that's tough um they they've tied with jamaica they've beaten ghana they 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 weirdly on september 20th played against croatia under 23s <laughs> and they and they also lost that 3-0 so we can maybe gloss over that just look past that yeah Yeah. Uh, no idea what to expect from them I have no idea this was yes this was this is all hearsay that I had heard from an an outside source Ecuador traditionally pretty good team I think Uh, interestingly Ecuador's last five games four of them have ended 0-0 so I know so why I'm betting. Clean sheets. Take, take the under on that one. That's over. remarkable. They've drawn with Mexico, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, Japan, and Iraq 0-0. And their only other game was a 1-0 victory over Cape Verde. They have not scored more than one goal in a game in the last 10 games. That's a safe under bet. <laughs> I, think, I think under two and a half goals in, in Ecuador, Qatar. is uh, yeah. um, England, Iran, we're not going to dwell too much on that because even though I'm English... I'm imagining not many people listening are. Mm-hmm. That's eight AM Monday. Mm-hmm. We're all obviously gonna get up for that and watch that. Can we can we can we have some predictions for England around? We'll add that in there. We'll do England around, we'll do the USA Wales game and we'll do one more random game. Okay. With having no knowledge of any No knowledge, teams. England against Iran. I mean you'd assume England are better. 
Um, um, I can give you some recent results. England drew 3-3 with Germany in September. So, well, I know the world rankings because I, I did look this up because I was I was comparing. I'm on fire here with the statistics. You are. Yeah, you yeah, stepping yeah. up in Carl's yeah. absence. I'm I supposed to be the resident idiot and somehow I'm contributing. No, yeah, you can now. go back to being an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, yeah. don't worry. Um, uh, f- for some reason, this – here's a question for you. Maybe you can explain. Do you know how they decide what group is – like who goes in what group? Because – Somehow the U.S., England, Iran, and Wales, everyone's inside the top 20 in the world rankings. It's, it's, it's randomly drawn over hat, but there are certain uh, – can't combine certain elements of groups. So you're not going to end up with four European-based teams in the same group. You're gotcha. going to end up with four – but largely uh, – and it's also done in, in seeding. So like England are a seeding one. I believe. Okay, and then they USA pick, were a pop two, Wales were three, and, and they a, pick round a four. random team from that. Yeah, got it. So it just so happened, it's a tougher group than I think people think. It's a very tough group. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a difficult group because I think England fans are assume, assuming we're going to win. I think they're all three are tough games. I think we're going to have a rude awakening. I would agree. Eight a.m. Monday morning against the mighty around. I'm going. Can I? Oh, give me, give me like I think we should go with like the last three fixtures for each team. You want, you want me to give you the last three Yeah, yeah and that, oh, way, that way I can make an Yeah, yeah. so England drew 3-3 with Germany in September um, in a, a ridiculous game where I think we were maybe 3-0 down or 3-1 down. I've lost it. They This is good. Good podcasting. They lost 4-0 to Hungary Ooh. in June. That was, that was a bad game. That was a bad one. This is England? Yeah, it was... It was Many people were calling okay. for the coach to get sacked after okay. that. was a bad one. And and they lost 1-0 to Italy in... in so, but England are in bad form. And Italy is not in the World Cup. No, it's England it's are in very bad form currently. Okay, and they're playing Iran. Before, they actually haven't won in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 games. Okay, that's worth noting. So yeah. give me the Iran So the Iranian three. national soccer team, powerhouse, um... Beat Nicaragua in November. Okay. I didn't know Nicaragua had a team, but <laughs> I feel like all of South America. Like if you're a South American nation, you have to have a soccer. Team. You have a team, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Um, they drew one all with Senegal. They beat Uruguay. I remember that game, which is a very impressive win mm-hmm. in September. So that's that's definitely a team more in this four. That's a team unbeaten in three. This is setting up for a shock to England. I I could see how they might draw this one. I'm, I mean, I'm going to write down your prediction here. Yeah, I'm very yeah, excited I'm, for it. I'm going. Oh man, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna Phil, do you want to start? We can get, come to you first. Team uh, Carl. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a three-two England victory. <sighs> you I, are bold to predict goals. I like it. I I think they are weak defensively, given that you have the likes of Harry Maguire making the squad. Love the Harry Maguire shade there. But I do think that having someone like Kane, mm-hmm. who is a competitor, a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. A fighter, he's gonna make something in form as well. Yeah, just scored against Leeds. And so. when you have Phil Foden, who's you know, be interesting scrappy, to see who England start. We will not dwell on it too much, but they've got a lot of a lot of attacking players. Yeah. So you're going for a, a three-two. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say one-nil England. I think we'll scrape a win, and it will be an ugly Bold game. Bold to call a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to get drunk at eight a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> I'm going 1-1 one, one draw. I don't think it's a bad... I think it's going to be a surprising game. I think that's yeah, it. I think that's it. the wake-up call for England because I think U.S. plays England after that, right? Potentially. And I think that's what sets them up for a 
a US unfortunate. I like it. Okay, second game. We'll look at the USA game then. Big focus. USA plays Wales at 2 p.m. on Monday. Um, USA come into the tournament in a similar vein of form to England on the back of a impressive 0-0 tie with Saudi Arabia, a 2-0 loss to Japan, and a 1-1 tie with El Salvador in June. A lot of good talent in those teams. <laughs> Don't look too much into that. <laughs> Disregard most of those. There's some good, good soccer yeah, nations yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the USA can squad I, in a second because I, I've, I I've know Wales some... has obviously bailed. Can you give me? How well, they... Wales. I have... watched. I watched how they got in. I can't remember where we were, but we did watch this happen. We were yeah. in Vegas, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, good question. Well, Wales have a number of good players, but they're an aging team. Yes. So they have Gareth Bale, they have Aaron Ramsey, who are all Premier League standard players. Dan James, who is actually employed by Leeds, but doesn't play for them. So they have Premier League quality players. They're just an older team than traditionally. Uh, and they will depend heavily on Gareth Bale. And would who you agree that the Americans the are one. younger? Mm-hmm. Pardon? The Americans are younger, is that correct? The Americans are a very young team, yes. Okay, all right. So experience does factor in It here. does factor in. Wales traditionally, I, I, sorry, I should give you the Wales recent form. A 2-1 loss to Belgium who were a very good team, a mm. 3-2 loss to Netherlands, and a 1-1 tie with Belgium. Oh, sorry, and a 1-0 loss to Poland. So they've played some very they've tough, games. Some tough games. Um, they've they've, they've competed. Results. All right. But they beat Ukraine in June, uh, which I think was the qualifier for the, for the World Cup. Tough, tough one to predict this. Phil, come to you again first. What do you think? I think the U.S. starts not great, uh, just given the lack of experience. I'm going to go 2-0 Wales. I'm going to say 1-1. Gareth Bale and our boy Aronson. That's the goals. I'm going... I'm going to hate saying this. Mm-hmm. I'm saying 2-1 Wales. 2-1 Wales. So no one's predicting a USA win in the yeah, opening I, day. I think the way this is going to work is it's it's going to have to be a build-up where the last game is going to matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you mean, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. This, 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 these games are on Monday. Obviously, we record next Tuesday, so we can we can oh, we review can these after that. having watched okay. them. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, and the third game we're going to play is the one in between happening at 11 a.m. Monday. We're going to look at Senegal against Netherlands. ESPN gives Netherlands a 61% chance of winning this game. Probably easier one to call this. I would um, say I'm going to give you 100%. You, they're going to win this game. Senegal come into it on the back of a 1-1 tie with Iran, a 2-0 win over Bolivia, and a penalty shootout win over Mozambique in July. Well, the Netherlands come into this game on the back of a... 1-0 win over Belgium, a 2-0 win over Poland, and a 3-2 win over Wales. They have won three games in a row in the Nations League. Nick? It's me first. I'm going to go to you first. I'm going 3-1. 3-1 to the Netherlands. Yes. I, I was thinking the same thing. 3-1. So you're going to go for the same thing? Mm-hmm. 3-1 both. Uh, I'm going to say 2 2-0. 2-1. 2-1? 2-1. game. I want to see goals, you know. I want to see. I want to see both teams compete. I want to see a nice game. And you, you, did you say three, three, three one, three one, yeah, three one yeah. for both of you. It's, it's going to happen. So okay, well, we'll circle back on next on next Tuesday, and we'll see how we are there. We can start a little mini league table. We need a prize. Yeah, that can be. Uh, we can come back with next. We can week, come with that. Maybe maybe the loser has to do three hours on the peloton. That sounds miserable. Giving they, they have to record the podcast while riding well, on the peloton. That's actually a good one. Don't hate that. Our last section of the day is a new segment. Get my notes out. 
Nick's gonna get his notes out. I'm gonna insert a drop here. This would be a great little beat. It's gonna come here. Nick doesn't know. Nick doesn't know. Nick doesn't know. Nick doesn't know. Nick now knows. What a great, what a great piece of music that was. Can we all, re- can we all live react to the music we just said? It was fantastic. It yeah, really it got was, me excited for the segment. You're pumped yeah. for this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we've now, we've now started. We're calling it Nick knows. Nick now, now knows. knows. Nick, Nick now knows. Nick Is now that knows? That's that's N N K N. Is that right? Nick. Wow, this is a low. Nick. This is a low moment. Nick now knows N N K N N K. Oh wow! I, I we're gonna English is hard for an Englishman, English you know. Is tough. English is tough. I don't know how they spell it. Okay. <laughs> oh no! We're off to a hot start. Um, Nick now knows. Each week, Nick, you're gonna you're gonna study a player or coach at Leeds, some member something. of the organization. Yes, There's someone a, involved. Right. I, I figure like I need to start learning this. Right. And, Correct. And, and, I, and you and Kyle were doing a great job explaining everyone, but it wasn't like clicking. And I felt like I need to kind of, I need to do like a little background. What's everybody. the word for a learner? You're a, you're a you're a you need to do it yourself. Inquisitive. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you can't I, be told something. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. To I need to. It. I need to see it and, and visualize it. Okay. So, so this is how I learn. Yeah. So I've taken it upon myself to do a little, a little background, on on who I think is is my my number one with leads. Who have you gone for? Uh, Jesse Marsh. The man. The man in the chair. Yeah, I think I think he's he was a great starting point for me. For renowned defensive coach. Yes. Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Take it away, Nick. Yeah. The the brilliant offensive mind, Jesse Marsh. <laughs> So, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get it's a little background in their history and how they got it. how they got to lead. Uh, Jesse is Jesse Allen Marsh, Allen spelled A L A N. The the rare the correct way is that the correct way? I don't know. I don't know. Um, just so you know, he's 49 years old. He was born November 8th. That's important because he just had a birthday. Happy birthday! So we need to do. I a, think a I retweeted him on his birthday. You, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. He looks good for forty nine. He, he looks does. fantastic for forty nine. He looks great for forty nine. Uh, a little in fact, he was born in Wisconsin. He's a Princeton grad, so he's a genius. I did know this. Yeah. He's a Princeton grad. That was that was that was surprising. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, well, yeah. That's so um, he he was drafted in the MLS, uh, nineteen ninety six. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played fourteen seasons as a midfielder. So teams he played for. So he started with DC United in ninety six. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played. In ninety eight to two thousand five with the Chicago Fire, and then uh, um, he finished up with Chivas USA. Oh, so he never played in New York then. No, it's interesting. Did Didn't no, know that. I, I would have figured it was a natural um, progression. Never coach. played for anyone that was affiliated with Red Bull either. So yeah, we can do a deep dive into the Red Bull. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one I want to get money in. laundering yeah, situation. Yeah, there, there <laughs> might be something weeks. going on there. I've, I've kind of something like, weird happening there. Yeah, um, he, you know, he had he had some league titles as a player. And nothing, nothing too crazy. It's nah, like nah. he uh, he had what they call two caps for the U.S. national team. I've recently learned this. Do you know what a cap is, Phil? Not in particular. So a cap uh, is basically just means he's played two games. So, so he only played two games. He only played two games for the U.S. national team. Phil, any guesses on why they call it a cap? Yes, I, I haven't Googled it. I'm relying on this quick research you're doing right now. I, I can read, read it. So, in soccer, a cap is a term used to describe how many international games a player has participated in, where players were given a physical cap to commemorate their involvement in an international game. They don't receive a physical cap anymore. 
disappointing. Just disappointing. Bit of information for you there. Yeah, it's still used. I, I can imagine just like a U.S. like some U.S. swag, like a flat, like a flat. Each country could have the different. The French the could give up a raise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like it, it's a missed opportunity there. I feel like like a physical cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, the U.S. players just get fake billboards from Ted Lasso. Correct. Yeah, exactly. What kind of hat would the U.S. men's national team give out if they could give out a hat? Is it the 59s? Are they call them? You know, I'm talking about the flat bill. What is it called? It would be a flat plate it, it cap, would, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a little, yeah that's, that's why I associate with the USA. Oh, I feel you're wearing one right now. Or, there you go. It, so, it yeah. could also be a cowboy hat. Oh, the rest of the world would love that. They would. <laughs> yeah. It should. The yeah. Americans should give out a I single cowboy mind. hat. <laughs> it needs to be a cowboy hat. <laughs> for your parents. Yep. I changed my mind. That is tremendous. So anyways, Jesse decided to hang it up. He retired in 2010, where he took over uh, in 2011 as the inaugural uh, head coach of the Montreal Impact. Ooh, are they, that's an MLS team, is it? Uh, it is, yes. It was unclear to me how well that went. It was an amicable split. Oh, uh, for those of you who can't see me, I am life. doing quotes. <laughs> Air quotes are happening. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So he had the amicable split. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went to be an assistant at Princeton, his alma mater. The soccer team? Yes. Princeton, for, yeah, for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and then he had this amazing growth became the head coach of the New York Red Bull. You look like you're about to tell me something. Which is interesting, isn't it? To go from Princeton assistant coach to, to head New coach for the MLS team. And, and you're going to want to listen to what he did while at the Red Bull. What did he do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he led them to the MLS Supporters Shield and a club 18 Supporters. league victories and 60 points and was named the MLS Coach of the Year. That was I mean, his first year. Deservedly wow. so. And, and uh, yeah, he's also, I think he's got the franchise record or for like most wins in a, in a season for, for, the, yeah, for the Red Bull. Yeah, so he was he was there until 2018. How many years? How many years was he at Red Bull? Three. So three solid years. Three solid years, and they were good years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you know strategy wise? Has he been like this at everywhere else he's been? He is. I know in New York specifically because this man shared. He played the same brand of soccer he's trying to play at Leeds. Chaos Ball has been his way. It's been his way. I don't know where he got it from. So it's it's a strategy, Princeton. I mean, God, an Ivy League school, they know, they're they on to something in the Ivy League. And i got to be honest with you, I mean, I, I'm reading through his history. I mean, I'll just keep going through the history. He, It's a proven success. So he, there was some rumors about him going to become the head coach at Red Bull Salzburg. There's that Red Bull again. There you go. Uh, he, so he, he took like a year as an assistant at Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, so he went from New York head coach to be an assistant Since in the, Germany. And, and yeah. Okay. Uh, he did that first season. Mm-hmm. And then became and replaced the guy there as the head coach. Almost seems so like Red they gave Bull him Salzburg. a sort of trial. A little bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah. So Red Bull was like, hey, try out here. So yeah. they're they're what they call sister teams. It sounds like yes. So I assume everyone under the Red Bull name is a sister yeah, team. Yeah, this is this is where I I'm suspicious of Red Bull. It sounds like yeah, like they're kind of just yeah. I mean, does Leeds have any affiliation to Red no. Bull? No. Um, and and yeah, we would be a lot richer, I think, if if this was the case. Yeah, this is... maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't something know. Something suspicious it's, is happening. Something's with Red going Bull. on. I don't here. know what it is, yeah. but I see you, Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. We're on to you. I mean, it gives you wings. They claim. I don't know. Yeah. Rings. Yeah, it, gives <laughs> it gives you rings. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're not we'll trying to get sponsored out. by Red Bull here. Uh, yeah, shout out Red Bull if you're listening. Uh, we will take a sponsorship. <laughs> we'll take a sponsorship. Uh, but, Sister podcast. But you filthy money laundering. Not sending money through us, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you were assistant at, at, at uh, Le- is it Leipzig? Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think I think you're nailing it. Not being a German native myself, yes. I think you're nailing okay. it. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, but yeah, so he did that first season, took over Red Bull Salzburg, uh, where he won two Austrian Bundesligas in a row. Phil, do you think the Aust- Austrian Bundesliga is is? Do you think the titles are on his mantelpiece? 
Mm-hmm. He's proud of these titles. They have to be because it, it was on his ascension to mm-hmm. and and that's relevance. I'm not sure he's done much winning since. So yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Sorry, we'll sorry. There. That was from 2019 to 2021. It's not like he's had a lot. Fat. I feel like we that. had COVID I feel like during that. that stretch. Maybe, maybe you know. COVID messed him up a little bit. I feel like they're front and center on his mantelpiece. I think he has the winner's sort of medals. <laughs> so so I also, a uh, learning point for me here, I didn't know Bundesliga existed outside of Germany. So what? I didn't realize it was just, maybe it's just like a... It, it just means word. soccer league, right? Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say it just means soccer league. Football and league. I'm guessing same yes. language, so yes. that makes a lot of sense so now I think about American it. American ignorance here. It, it literally means federal league. There you oh, go. Federal. All right. And we learned something new today. There you go. Uh, so Salzburg obviously was a success. And uh, uh, like they said, Red Bull said, you know what? We need your talents in Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know anything about Leipzig, Red Bull bought them uh, with the like, purpose of basically bringing them from mm-hmm. Tier 5, I believe, all the way up to the Bundesliga. Great knowledge. Yes. Uh, uh, and I know this. Uh, because I did research five minutes before this podcast. <laughs> Diligent. <laughs> and that's how we are we are. Uh, yeah, so they, they, were, they, they brought him in, and I guess the idea was he would get them to the, the top league. Uh, it sounds like, and this is where I'm relying on your knowledge here, uh, it didn't go so well. Uh, I mean, I know he got fired, so I know this is the first time. They, that one did, again, mention a amicable split. I, so he's good at that, isn't he? he yeah. I mean, that's dumped. just the same was, way. Like when you break up with someone, you tell people, "Oh, yeah, we we decided to break up together because you don't want to be the one who got yeah. so broken up." Do you think if with. we had uh, Leipzig on the pod, they'd be like, "No, I, he was we awful. kicked him to the curb." Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. Was, well, he was not we, the one. We would be interested to hear from a, a Leipzig fan and let us know. Yeah, shout out Leipzig fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give us a call. Let us know. Uh, and so that was in 2021, and then here we are in 2022. He's now the Leeds head coach. So that's how we got to where we are. Yeah. Just uh, just a small boy from Wisconsin, born in 1973. It's nice. And that's the route he took to get I mean, here in 2022. I, I love it. I mean, I live in America, so it helps. But I love it. I think I, I think Americans get a bad rep in worldwide soccer. Mm-hmm. I think it's changing. I think there are a lot of Americans playing in Europe now, which helps. Yes. There are players like Tyler Adams, who I'm in love with, by the way. He was playing so great for Leeds, Aronson, and now the only thing really that's not been successful in Europe is an American coach. So he is he is the what do you call it the the he's taking on the punches. He's he's he's, he's going in first, first, first yeah, yeah. through the first the, the, the torchbearer. He's the torchbearer, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. And so he, I want him to be a success. It seems like I don't know if the people want him to fail or they want him to be a success, but I don't he's, know. It's, I will say, if anything, it's a very fun watch. And, and for right. in, in the San Francisco 49ers, who uh, we should probably do a segment on for, for for the Leeds fans who we may attract during this. this Correct. Thing. Yeah, because they're going to want to know who they're being bought by. Correct. Uh, so we, we should we should probably do something on them maybe the next episode as well. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah so we need to do a deep dive into the, the criminal activities of, of the Red Bull Corporation. Yes. And the history of the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, who Leeds fans will be, I think, kind of happy with because they they have a history of winning. They do. Yes. They do. I, I watched the San Francisco 49ers game yesterday in solidarity with our future owners. Yeah, saw the tweet. Eight likes. What's our twi- Twitter handle again? Eight, eight likes. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll put that at the end. That's supposed to be in the introduction, which okay. I haven't recorded yet. LUSA podcast. Um, eight likes on a tweet about the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't want to declare us officially trending. Right. I mean, we might as well be. We're basically viral. Eight is a big number. I mean, it's double from where we were last podcast, where we were at four. Sorry, three. 
So maybe I'm just not good at tweeting. There's also that. <laughs> I mean, but there has been some chaos at Twitter recently too. So that's it's been interesting. I thought about investing in the blue check mark, uh-huh. but then I thought, no, probably don't. If you listen to this podcast, don't forget unsubscribe on Apple Podcasts, then resubscribe. Is that a thing? I feel like that will help our metrics. <laughs> so if you subscribed last week, and there are 77 of you, of which only one is my mother, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then maybe do that a few more times. Download the podcast, delete it, download it again. <laughs> Just do all these things. Help us out. Help our numbers out. Help the numbies. We thought no one would listen to us. Well, you're a numbers person. That's going to help us, right? I mean, it's got to be part of the algorithm, you know? Okay. Well, we're at the end. Um, thank you, boys. I have one more. Yeah, well, so, I mean, well, we, we've we've now, you've I've seen you writing this down. So you wrote down what our predictions I've were. I've got the predictions written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tweet them out. Yeah, okay, good. All right, well, I can actually. Is that your yeah. suggestion? Let me tweet them out. Yeah, we should. I think for the people. Yeah, like, there's got to be some sort of track. And not just because I've forgotten my prediction from the last episode, I had to go in and listen. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to listen to my own voice. So I think if I write these down and tweet them out, then anyone can see them at any point. Yeah, we're good to yeah. And then, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to move forward. No Leeds games. We're going to watch some World Cup soccer this week. We're going to re- maybe review some of those games. We're going to discuss any Leeds news next week. Kyle is not back next week. We have another special guest. I've already given the shout out. That's exciting. Yes. And then do we have Kyle back after that? Or we might have to, we might have to recycle Phil? With that or, 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 I mean, there's another guest. We got a phone call from during the podcast. <laughs> bring some anger into the room bring some, <laughs> some real we'll see how the USA are doing in the World Cup and maybe we'll, we'll suck yeah, up our yeah, yeah. there are plenty of plenty of people I met a lovely man at the gym today who could I could just ask him to come there on there we go just random yeah. random guess yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that okay uh, any last thoughts uh, no do you feel do you want to do the sign off I, I think I have to uh, keep with Kyle's tradition and sign off with kisses <laughs>